welcome to Insert Super Pun Here. Um, I'm Allison. And I'm Parker. This is episode 41, and we're talking Mission Impossible 3. Got it right that time? Yes. So, okay, so last episode, I definitely forgot that we had done... Mission Impossible. Mission, like, we had recorded the episode right. for Mission... The first one. Well, so, I think, I, as I was doing um, the... I think maybe I just didn't want to talk about Mission Impossible 2. I agree. But also, like, while I was doing the editing for, I don't know, whatever the last movie was. Oh, the um, Made for TV, the Generation X. Oh, yeah. When we were talking about doing the Mission Impossible series, I I think that I said, like, I thought there was only five movies in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last episode, when we were... At, when I finally realized we were talking about Mission Impossible mm-hmm. 2. <laughs> and I, I think I said at one point, I was like, do I forget that this movie is in the series? And I honestly think maybe I do. I, I mean, Because I, I was convinced there was only five movies in this series. And I think it's because Mission Impossible 2 just doesn't feel like a Mission Impossible movie. No, it, it doesn't feel like this Mission Impossible yeah. series that we're... It just feels we like a random now. action movie. It, it does. and I think, but, but it's also funny because a lot of the iconic things about the Mission Impossible movies that I think we think about are in Mission Impossible 2. Like, yeah. I always do think about the rock climbing. Yeah, that's like, true. That, and I remember uh, back in the day when the movie came out, I remember watching the MTV Movie Awards and Ben Stiller had the Tom Cruise hair. He was doing, he was hosting or doing a sketch or something like that. Okay. And he was doing the rock climbing and I remember that. So, like, when I think about the Mission Impossible movies, I do think of that rock climbing mm-hmm. one. Um, this is the only one also when Tom Cruise has that really... Flowy hair. Flowy hair. But for some reason, when I think of the Mission Impossible movies... You think of them with the I flowy think hair. Of that. So, I think of a lot of the Mission Impossible 2 stuff, mm-hmm. but yet I don't think about the movie Mission Impossible 2. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I had no clue what the plot was. Right. Even after watching it, I had a hard time... Knowing what the plot was, <laughs> even was... after talking talking <laughs> about it, watching the movie, we still don't really know. And I have to say, like, I didn't remember a lot of the movie. What I did remember was really the rock climb. Even then, after that, mm-hmm. it kind of and the ended. the glasses. I the remember glasses, the yes. the glasses, the yeah. Oakleys, in the beginning. Because even for Mission Impossible Three, he has his hair short again, yeah. and it's just, so. Bef- I don't know why I always think of that hair. It's very two thousand it action movie, and yeah. It, yeah, and I think it's they just a generic two thousand action about movie. It then, because I don't think they did anything. Well, it was really nice hair. No, it was, but I think also in two thousand and six, very silky. We looking. were out of college. Do I want to touch it? <laughs> we were out of college, and we. I wasn't really paying attention to MTV stuff. You're talking about 2006? Yeah. Okay. So I'm just saying, like, maybe because it was also just part of the culture in 2000, mm-hmm. plus in 2000, you know, but also, we were juniors slash seniors in high school. It's yeah. just a different time. Like, a really different time. Our bodies where... are changing. <laughs> no. Um, well, because I, I never watched MTV. Yeah. Like, we didn't have cable when yeah. I was younger, so... And I... My parents weren't divorced, so I couldn't watch it at my dad's house. <laughs> oh, I wasn't talking to my dad then, but oh, but well, I had a TV. I did have a TV in my room. Oh, okay. So at yeah. this point, so I was able to. Yeah. yeah. Well, even if I did have a TV in my room, we didn't have cable, so <laughs> right. Um. So maybe it made less of an impression on me because I wasn't part of the cultural zeitgeist at that time. Yeah. 
Right, and I think that's... I don't know, that's just my thing with the Mission Impossible movies. I thought about that stuff. <laughs> but Because I think it was part of the culture and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, not now. When I think about the Mission Impossible movies now, I think we think of the, I think of the, uh, the last one. With Henry Cavill. Well, obviously, it's Henry Cavill. <laughs> I know. Right, and I just think, oh, okay. And Tom Cruise doing crazy stunts. And running. And running. Yeah. Yes, we think about the running and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, I just thought it was funny that I think a lot about Mission Impossible 2 without actually thinking mm-hmm. or knowing anything about Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. Um, it was a bad movie. <laughs> uh, thankfully, I don't think we're talking about a bad movie today. No, we're talking about Mission Impossible 3, which is a good movie. Which is a good movie, and I think yeah. it kind of gets us... Mission Impossible 1 does not get us on track for the current Mission Impossible movies. Right. Mission Impossible was One, just also, a great movie. It was a really good movie. But, but this is felt, the beginning of like the real like Mission Impossible series feel. Yes. That's 100%. Yeah. Like, the Mission Impossible 1 movie was really good and I really enjoyed it. But it also still feels like a one-off. Yeah. But in a good way. But in a good way. Right. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible 2 also feels like a one-off, but in a bad way. Mm-hmm. This movie kind of felt like... Okay, Which I think we've said... A lot. A lot, yeah. In the last, <laughs> I think we spent 20 minutes of the 30-minute episode last time talking about, how, about that. But I think this one really feels like... I think they're getting the current cast of characters. Yes. You know, so you have his... Um, his Luther's t- here still. Still. Um, this is where you get introduced to Simon Pegg's character, who has more as the movies go on. I want to say Benji. I think it's right? Benji as okay. well. Um, and then um, you actually meet... Um, Julia, his, yes. his now wife mm-hmm. in it, but, you know, because in all the later movies, he has a lot of flashbacks of her. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, I think, I don't remember 100% exactly what happens, but I believe she dies. <laughs> um, I don't know how or anything like that, because I always remember his flashbacks of her. And always, I know what happens, but I want you to be, like... Because I just haven't seen the fourth right. movie forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming that's when she dies. Um, I could be wrong, but... I don't see. Right, but I just remember, like, in the last one, he had a lot of flashbacks of her on a beach looking at him, um, <laughs> things like that. So, but, you know, when I think of the current Mission Impossible movies, I think of her, you know, and I think of his current team. You have, like I said, the Simon Pegg character, Luther, um, you have, I think those are the main two that stay, Benji and Luther. Are the main current ones that have been in yeah, the Yeah, because Jonathan Reese Meyers' characters and, character and Maggie Q's character, I don't right. think, come back. Right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You, but Luther and Benji are like the. Or his team. The main peeps. He's kind of like the sticking. Why they introduce other people and things yeah. like that. So this just felt really good mm-hmm. about it being that. Whole... God, I'm sucking down this wine. <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's a real wine weekend. <laughs> um, I also think this movie also makes sense the way it is because it's a J.J. Abrams movie. Yeah. And it feels like... And we don't really watch a lot of J.J. Abrams movies and, and are disappointed. Right. Exactly. Unless but, it's like, you know, but J- Skywalker. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, I hated that movie. Oh, I don't even want to think about <laughs> sorry, it. Sorry, I'm sorry. Well, I love The Force Awakens. Yeah. And I hated The Last Jedi, but we disagree about that sometimes. Wait. The Rise of Skywalker is the second one? Nope. The last one. Oh, yeah. The last one. Yeah. And you hated The Last Jedi. Okay. And yes. Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Okay. But I really like Force I Awakens. I like The Last Jedi because right. I have good taste in movies, right. but... But I loved The Force Awakens, and then I was really hoping... I expected, oh, a 
okay, Rise of Skywalker is going to be good because I loved. And, I, and there's not a lot of J.J. Abrams movies, like we said, I'm disappointed in. Let's mm-hmm. think of some... Let me just look real fast and look at some J.J. Abrams movies to actually see if I am disappointed in some of them. So, <laughs> well, no. How can you be disappointed in him? Um, he Well, he wrote Casper. He was a writer on Casper. Oh, my God. So how can you not like that? But Mission Impossible 3... Armageddon. Was the director. He was a producer on Armageddon. A writer in Armageddon. Star Trek movies. Right, the Star Trek movies. I think that's my main thing. Morning Glory. Actually, which I love. He was a producer. Um, He actually hasn't directed a lot of movies. If you Um, really look at it. Like, I think I know, I think we know him more as a producer. Yeah. Than like a director, but like the movies he has. Overlord. We still have to watch that. Right. Did, Did he direct it or... No, it just produced it. Produce it. But he produces a lot of movies. But then the ones he did um, direct direct are big movies. Did you ever see Super Eight? No, I've actually never seen that one. It looks good, and I was, I think I forgot to watch. But it. you think about Star Trek, you think about Mission Impossible Three, you think about um, Force Awakens, the Star Wars movies. So he hasn't directed a lot, but he the ones he directs are big movies. Mm-hmm. But he's a you know he has his bad robot. Mm-hmm. company that he does, does a lot so, of, much. so much stuff so he doesn't ever really in the big scheme of things disappoint mm-hmm. you know so when I saw that he not that not that John Woo disappoints me per se it, it was, was just, just I um, don't know it just wasn't a good movie well it was just not what you expect from a Mission Impossible movie I mean, and, the, and, I, it, and the direction of it I think felt it felt very 2000 it felt it's time I don't think well, the direction talk- was bad yeah, we talked about the, that in the last episode where it really just feels like a product of its time. Yes. But after <laughs> that time has passed right. and you watch the rest of the movies in this series, it's just like, it feels like an anomaly that you don't want to right. and experience well, ever again. And starting with Mission Impossible 3, it feels like a series again. Yes. Now it feels like we're getting, in, like right. we've said multiple times, mm-hmm. we feel like we're finally getting into the series, but now this feels like it's now kind of coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think we should maybe talk about maybe some reasons for that. Like, uh-huh. we love Tandy Newton. We have no problem with her. As an actress. Right. I didn't but like her in the movie. In the movie, we didn't like her. Her character wasn't no. likable. She did things that didn't seem in tune with like how you're originally introduced to the character. She and Tom Cruise didn't have a lot of chemistry. Well, I also think... I also think another reason is, so the first, the second movie was Tom Cruise being a lone wolf. Yeah. This movie, he had roots. Mm-hmm. He had a connection to somebody. He, I think he needs that. Right. And they tried to force it. Yeah. With the Tandy Newton character and just didn't really Right. But work. here with the sh- Michelle Monaghan. Right. Um, Monaghan, Monaghan, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm going to call her Julia. Julia. Um, she was great, yes. and they had great chemistry, had, and yes. and it's hard, too, because when you have, like, an action series, mm-hmm. and you have the, the main character, like, settle down, mm-hmm. that's usually, like, a death now. Like, people get really mad about it, or it's, like, right. not in character. Well, I, I think it depends on, I think, the, I think what the character, what Ethan lacked in the second movie was a reason mm-hmm. for what he was doing. Not, like, yes, there's a mission. An impossible mission, but a mission. And so that, you could say, is a reason. Yeah. But you need stakes, 
and I didn't feel like there were stakes. Yeah. In the well, like, second movie, like real stakes, like Julia being kidnapped, someone you know, okay. someone well, saying, "I'm going to make her scream. I'm going to make you watch her do it." But you know, it, well, I, it was stakes. I don't. I think it's a little reductive to just like say that she was a reason for him because honestly, the quote unquote reason that he goes back to do four stuff. Cause at the beginning of this movie, he's training. Like that's right. all he's doing. He's not doing like impossible mission mission. No, things. It was the Carrie Russell character. Right. Wait. Who was he, who was a trainee of his. So then maybe instead of stakes, it added depth. I, I don't know. Cause the having, it's just the same reason as if somebody finds out Superman's identity and so his family is in danger. There's just something about the whole... Yeah, but that's like the second half of the movie. The first half of the movie, like, he's... Yeah, but you still have the ongoing thing of he's lying to her to protect her. He's... You still... That stake is still there. Mm -hmm. Even if she wasn't kidnapped till the middle of the movie, it's still... You still have that in the background of I'm trying to... I have to protect the people I love. Okay. Well, no, and I think that's just an ongoing, that's just an ongoing state. That's just something that's always going to be there. Okay. I mean, I don't necessarily think it has to be, like, tied to, like, people that he loves or whatever. I just think that he has, like, an implacable source of, like, sort of, you know, good versus evil, like... I need to Yeah, but he had that in the second one. It people. didn't come off well. Well, the second one wasn't well done. Right, but I'm just saying, but I also we also felt like his character didn't feel like he really had a reason to do what he was doing. But he still had that same good versus evil concept. I don't know. It's, there's something just about what you're saying that feels wrong to me, and I can't put my finger well, on I, it. I don't understand what I, it is. I wrong. can't put my finger on it. It's just a feeling I have that you but are I, just wrong. I was <laughs> like, I wasn't saying that she was used as just that. Okay, well, because it kind of sounded like the, the, he needs a reason to be like Mission Impossible Ethan Hunt. But he does. His reason in the first movie was to protect the leftover people of his team and find out what happened to his team. I thought it was more revenge. I didn't see it as revenge in the first movie. I saw it more as I have to find out what happened to my team and stop it from and stopping the stopping yeah. it from happening again. Yeah, but I don't see I didn't see it as to do it for revenge. Well, it, it wasn't for protection. He wasn't doing because the only member of his team that was still alive that he right. thought of was what's her face. Right. What's her face? I don't remember. But he wasn't doing it to protect her because he was already trying to, like, get in touch with Max and, like, figure out what Mm. happened. Okay. I think that for him, it's more of a moral issue of somebody did wrong and I have to... Yeah, but then they have that in all the movies. Right. Okay. But but then... Literally my point. Right. But then what makes the second movie... What does make... What makes him not Ethan? What is the... Because he has the same good versus evil sense. In the second movie as well. So what is it in the second movie? He doesn't have somebody to... He doesn't have any connections with anybody. If he had a connection with um, the right. Tony Newman... Oh, Newman. Newton. Newman character, but, would would he have seemed more ethan 
No, I just okay. don't think it was a great movie. Luther was in the movie, and he yep. didn't really have a great connection with Luther either because right. he didn't have any screen time with him. Okay. But okay. it's not the reason that he's doing stuff. He doesn't go into the field to protect Luther. Right. I, I understand that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's no, there weren't any stakes for him. He didn't care. I literally him. don't remember what your original point was. My original point was the fact that he had somebody he cares about. Yeah. Kind of made things feel a little bit more like he was doing something more than just the good versus evil. He was also trying to keep Julia protected so he didn't lose her. And he had connections with people. I think the Ethan Hawke character is good when he has connections. He said Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I think the Ethan Hawke character is good when he has connections with other people. And okay. he didn't have any real emotional connections in the second one. Even with Luther. It felt like they just met. Right. He said, hey, how are you? Good. But he didn't try. Like, he was connected to I people I think I'm just getting movie. hung up on your protect word. Like, he's doing everything to protect people. But, but I don't he think is. he is. But that... But that's the point. I mean, why would he care about the rabbit's foot getting into the wrong hands if he wasn't trying to protect people in general? Yeah, but that's not the initial reason he goes into the field. Yes, to protect Carrie Russell. <laughs> because she was kidnapped and he had a connection with her because he personally trained her. Okay. Well, I, my reason, I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to disagree with you, but my reason makes complete sense. The main reason they got him into the field again was because Carrie Russell's character was kidnapped. Yes. He trained, he cares about her. Yes. And wanted to protect her and save her. Okay. What? Why, if he didn't, couldn't he just said, find someone else to do it? Yeah. Why do you think he didn't? Because he has a personal connection with this person. Okay. Okay, I... Okay, I'm conceding your point. Thank you. That's all I needed. <laughs> a formal concession. Yes, because you were saying okay. <laughs> but I wasn't okay with it. You weren't. A thousand percent were not okay. I'm still not okay with it. I don't know why, but I'm just going to concede your point right now. Let's move on. As much as I would love to move on, I need to understand I don't, why. Listen, here's the thing. What you just said makes sense to me, mm -hmm. but I don't think don't think it's the same as what you said originally that I disagreed with. But since I can't remember what that was, no, because what I was saying was he had roots and he had connections to people, and he wants to overall keep her safe. Yeah, that wasn't the only reason he was doing it. But I was saying my main point was what I like about this movie is he has connections with people. And wants to keep the people he's connected to and cares about safe. Okay. Carrie Russell. Oh my God. Okay. I get Julia, it. I conceded your point. No, but you didn't. This is the thing. You're saying things, but I see your eyes. You know what? When I go back to edit this episode, <laughs> I am going to remember what I was disagreeing with you about. And then I'm going to write you a formal essay. Oh, please. I would love it. <laughs> and I will go upstairs and get my old teaching red pens that I have. Oh, fuck you. And boy, <laughs> I go through it. All right. Oh, my God. Well, so, so Ethan isn't 
doing, um, he's just training people at the academy, yeah. doing that type of stuff. Um, was was the last episode of the podcast when you told me what the IMF means? Or did I we watch so. it? When we, did we say when we were watching? This I don't movie? remember. But it blew. But my, in this movie, they. they, they I think it was when we were watching the yeah, movie. They actually say it out it. loud. <laughs> that IMF stands for Impossible Mission Force. Force, which blew my mind because I kept saying IMF, IMF, like it was something, and I had no <laughs> clue what it was until it's the you International Monetary out. Fund. <laughs> but it wasn't and, at and the that's time what I thought it was. <laughs> we're protecting the money. I mean, right. let's be serious. That's. What all these right companies clandestine? I, I call this government organization a company because that's basically what it is. Corporation. Anyway, um, but no, like at the time that the show was made in the sixties, I don't think the International Monetary Fund was a thing. Okay, I can't see it being a thing, and then them still using the IMF right. nomenclature, but whatever. But it just blew my mind. I was like. And she just like takes it in stride, yeah. and I would have been like, "Sorry, what now?" <laughs> Me too. I would have been like, Wait. "This is a, this is." I'm sorry. This is like a a covert like spy organization, Wait. and you're called the Impossible Mission Wait, Force. You're also, you're gonna join this group that it <laughs> sounds like a bunch of nerds put together. The mission is gonna be impossible. Good Why luck. Do you keep doing it. <laughs> like it just. It fits the movie, but to have that actually be the name, I'd be like, oh, you want me to do the impossible mission? No, because the mission's impossible. I so don't want it. Somebody walks up to you. They're like Parker, John, or Murad. Yes. Oh. Government, cool. so they know. Mr. Parker, John, or Murad, we need you. And you say, Finally. who's we? Somebody. No, you play it cool. Uh, okay. You say, who's we? Totally cool. You would never actually do that in real life. You would do what you just did. But you say, who's we? And they're like, the IMF. You're like, fuck yeah. yeah that sure. sounds cool. Let's do this thing. First day at the Academy. Welcome to the Impossible I, Mission Force. I would say, I can't do this. I don't like impossible things. It also sounds fake as hell. It does, but... But anyway, first of all, anybody inviting me to a quote-unquote government organization is going to be fake as hell in my mind. I know. Me. You're so, like, me? Really? Yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I know. I know what I can do. And I know I don't I just want to see how this plays out. I know I can't bring anything to the table for this. But it, <laughs> but it was just funny. So I think that was something that really hit me in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> was the name of it. But, um... Yeah, I thought what I really thought about the so this movie was was really good um, when it was in theaters. I think it made almost four hundred million dollars, mm. which is great. So it's really doing well. Tom Cruise well. did run more in this movie. He did run quite a bit in this with his movie. with his signature Tom Cruise yes. running. Yes, but I think what also helped was Fairport native Philip Seymour Hoffman was very creepy. Yes, like. Extremely right. creepy. His little, I'll find her, I'll find who you love oh and kill God. her, and just was super, super creepy. creepy. And it's creepy if anyone said that, but just the way he said it was yes. very almost like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Like it was just the way he was he talking. Was eat her face. Yeah, yeah, it was very. Yeah. It was it was very creepy. And I think that that's like a main difference between the villain in this movie mm. and the, the villain in the previous movies. Yes. 
Doug Ray Scott was just over the top. Over the top. And it wasn't like... And this one could have been over the top. Oh, yeah. It had but potential. he played it so quietly. Yes. And it was yes. just so well done. So creepy and so well done that it, it had the... I think if it was another actor... Yeah. It, you know, ugh, I don't want to say this, but you know who I think could have done this role well, too? Mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey. I don't know why I thought you were going to say John Cryer. <laughs> I don't huh. I'm not a John Cryer fan except for his last movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I think Kevin Spacey. He does the weird... I think maybe because of his... I think of him as um, John Doe in Seven. Yeah. He had that same type of... He not was, threatening like that, but... Well, he was super... I think, I mean, obviously, he would not have played it the exact same way that Philip Seymour. No, 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 but I think he could have, I don't think he he would, I think he would have brought a little bit more, like, dark humor to it. Yeah, I don't think he would have been over the, like, I feel like another actor, though, would have been too over the top, besides, I guess those are the only two I can think of. Yeah, well, I mean, let's not talk too much about Kevin Spacey. No, or say anything good about him. No. (laughs) So I think that Philip Seymour But we are not pro- Kevin Spacey. We are anti-Kevin Spacey, are. and I think it's... I, I'm comfortable saying that. I'm comfortable that. with it. Yeah. It just makes me sad because I love a lot of his movies, and now I can never watch. <laughs> He's one of those people I can't yeah. watch anymore because he did assault... He assaulted people. So possibly had them murdered. Right. Someone who did bad... They just keep someone dying. Someone who did bad things that wasn't assault... Like, someone who... Got like Wesley Sipes doesn't bother me because he was tax fraud. Right. What the hell? I don't. It care. wasn't him. It was exactly. Tax. But people who assault people tend to make it so I can't even watch. Like what a brave stance, Parker. <laughs> I don't like assault. I am sorry <laughs> that you disagree, but I want to say here for the insert super pun audience team. Yeah, I'm the one who does not like assault. Are you saying I am <laughs> the one that does? <laughs> I also do not like assault. Yeah, we just have to get. Should I get to say it out yeah. loud? Okay. So anyway, <laughs> the hell are we talking about? Uh, Philip oh, Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah, therefore, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, um, he's really good. For those of you not in the Rochester, New York area, um, we refer to any famous person who is from this area, just like our local news stations do. <laughs> um, so. Philip Seymour Hoffman is actually, in fact, Fairport native. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Just like um, Kristen Wiig is Brighton native. Yeah. Kristen Wiig. And then I think, I want to say Penfield native, Teddy Geiger. <laughs> but that's not and then her Buck- name anymore. It's still Teddy. Oh, is it still Teddy? I thought yeah. She, oh, okay. She still goes by Teddy. Oh, okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Buffalo native Goo Goo Dolls. That was the first one that, that I was, became aware of. Yeah. Oh, and then... I don't know. I haven't heard him called Brighton native, but he graduated from Brighton. Winston. Winston Duke. Yeah. You know? I know. I like me some Winston Duke. Just take a moment. <laughs> just, just think about Winston Duke. Uh, okay. Alright, we're done. <laughs> we each need the room. <laughs> so, so, basically, the movie... Yeah, so Philip C- Seymour Hoffman is really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good villain. I think what I like is... We are not introduced to him really right away. Right. We get a nice little backstory of um, of what Tom Cruise has been doing in the past six years. Yeah, so he's you know? a lot more, like, physically involved with the IMF, like, at their headquarters. So we get to see inside the IMF headquarters. We see his mm-hmm. boss, 
who is Billy Crudup. Yep. And, and then, then his boss's boss, boss, who is Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. That was another note I had. There's a lot of fucking famous people in this movie. Yes. Which, okay, so this also surprises me. I know we keep talking a little bit about plot and then we <laughs> go into something else. I'm surprised, that surprised me that they got so many famous people in this movie. Considering how, the how bad, even though it did well. It did well, and that's why people are like, oh. Because look at well, I wonder if that the maybe, Twilight movies. That could look be at, maybe J.J. Abrams' pull. Right, because people are like... Or well, Tom Cruise. Right, but it just surprised... It surprised me that the movie lasted past mm-hmm. the second movie. Yeah, it just series, It really yeah. does. Mm-hmm. It just... And that the third, that this one was so good. Right. And that they brought in so many famous people, but it had to have been... I mean, maybe Tom Cruise called in favors. Mm-hmm. Maybe J.J. Abrams was like, let's bring these people. Yeah. I just feel like, even though... The second one was a commercial success, money-wise. Yeah. I still just feel like... Eh, yeah. Right. Well, so, okay, so he's he's training at the academy, he's training new recruits, mm-hmm. and he is, like, they need his sign-off on whether they're going to be a field agent or not, but I think right from the beginning, you see a lot more of him, which is a total, you know, 180, 180 from the previous mm-hmm. movie, you see him working with the team. So, yep. obviously, Luther's there. You do see Benji is in the lab. He's yeah. not field work right. person yet. Um, ooh, spoiler. Oh. <laughs> um, and then you have Jonathan Reese Myers and you have Maggie Q. Mm-hmm. So, who, I think... I kept the, waiting because... From the beginning, I, I couldn't remember who exactly was. was that? Because you, you get this feeling at the beginning, and I don't know if it's because we've seen it before, but you get this feeling at the beginning that there's, like, an inside... Man, no, that is like that is just the IMF is again life <laughs> with moles. It's just every movie so far <laughs> has been oh on the inside someone's bad, right? And so so you like I didn't it was Maggie Hugh. Well, I I couldn't You're remember, yeah. but you definitely think it's Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne for well they, that's their whole thing, right? They want to make you think it's the, literally they copy mm-hmm. the first movie. Yeah, they want you to think it's this person. Yeah. Who then, it turns out, oh no, it's somebody else. Yeah, but you mentioned that, but I don't, it doesn't feel like a rerun of the first movie. No, it doesn't feel like it, but yeah. when you think but about it again. But that's a good point, yeah. But you're just like, oh, literally what happened? Tom, you know, Tom Cruise is getting ready to chew his blowing up gum. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he thinks But yeah, that I definitely did think back. it was either yeah. Jonathan Reese Myers or Maggie Q. Right. Um, but I they, literally thought it was everybody but Billy well, Crudup. Right, which just makes me think in every movie... If, and again, I but he was the him. innocent white man. Why would I suspect him? But you know, now whoever they make obvious is the there was first. a there was a black man, there was an Asian lady, there was a guy with a foreign accent. Why would I trust any of them? When Jonathan Meyer, because I never like. I mean, I don't know obviously how I felt the first time that I watched it, but I definitely, for most of the movie, did not suspect Billy Crudup. Well, no, because they don't want you to. Now, I think that's just the way... And they, I just fell right, right into that trap. But they made it very obvious mm-hmm. to think that it... They wanted you to think... That's why when Billy Crow's character... What was his name? Um, I want to say Musgrave. I knew it was a weird name. Like, how am I going to remember that? When, when Musgrave helped out Ethan. Yeah. And let him escape because he was trying to get him to the rabbit's foot. Mm-hmm. But uh, to show him where the rabbit's foot was. But he tried to... He helped him escape. You're like, oh... He's good. I don't know why we fell for that. 
We know the way these things work. Mm-hmm. Whoever feels like it's the obvious bad guy is not the bad guy. Right. Okay. You know? Thank you for making me feel better. Yeah, so I, I understand. But I still feel bad about yeah. I mean, I suspecting all of the... <laughs> all yeah. the diverse characters. So he gets... So I also thought it was interesting. So correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, I will. He gets a, he gets a phone call. And he knew to go to the 7-Eleven. <laughs> I believe. But he doesn't get... Oh, the, because he's having an engagement party. Because... Yeah. He has been seeing Me, this hot Julie, nurse, yeah. and they're getting married. At some point. Yeah. But so, oh, and then Aaron Paul is her brother or <laughs> or their neighbor. Also, okay. And he just pops in. Can I just ask you, Tom Cruise at this engagement party, his, well, his I guess Ethan Hunt, oh. right? <laughs> but it's really funny because... He's kind of charming, but at the same time, you still feel like there's something off. Like, Greg Gumbert's character yes. was like, huh? And then the girls were like, oh, my God, I wish he was my boyfriend. But, well, because he works at the transportation department. <laughs> but the way that he was, like, yeah. talking about how he was super excited about traffic patterns, I'm yeah. like, I could see Tom Cruise having an actual oh, conversation yeah. in real life yeah, about yeah. something super mundane that exactly. he was really excited about. Exactly. And, like, whoever he's oh, no. talking to just I being think, like, what? I think Ethan Hunt is Tom Cruise. <laughs> I, I don't think Tom Cruise is acting. I think Ethan Hunt is Tom Cruise. <laughs> Like, I don't have any question about that. That's so good. That. But, like, it seems, like, no, I believe the things he talks about, the things he does, uh-huh. is, yeah. I would believe Tom Cruise works for a secret government agency <laughs> doing this type of stuff. So I, He's actually uh, a spy for Scientology. I, I would believe that. <laughs> so, yeah, so he goes to the 7-Eleven. And he talks. Is it actually a 7-Eleven? Or I, I don't know. It's a convenience store. store okay. But for some reason, I, I'm buzz marketing 7-Eleven. Yeah. Uh, so if you're listening. He gets a Slurpee. If you're listening to 7-Eleven, you can sponsor us. Yeah. Please send us free Slurpees. <laughs> In the mail? Yeah. Okay, fine. Gift cards for free Thank Slurpees. You. <laughs> um, well, you can only use them for Slurpees. Right. And then, so what did they, in this movie, what did he get his um, mission on? So they met in person. It was a disposable talk. camera. Okay. That's what it, So again, stole And then he, he watches Dash, listens to it in his garage. So I think what we should do, I think this should be a segment, um, is technology of our mission. Of uh-huh. the, not our missions. Mission technology. I don't know. Mission, Were disposable cameras like yeah, big in 2006? Yeah. I would think so. Because they didn't really have a lot of... Um, it would have fit in at a wedding. iPhones weren't around yet. No. Um... And 2007, uh, the first iPhone. Right, but a lot of people didn't have it then. Well, yeah, and that was after this movie came out. No, right, but I'm no, I'm saying like, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, even the technology really wasn't like we had our mm. flip phones for cameras. Yeah, but not all flip phones had cameras. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you were like really cool. I'm trying flip to remember. I'm trying to remember around that time. I've been to. I was at a few weddings. And I remember around that time, people were putting disposable, cam- disposable yeah. cameras on tables. Right. But even a little bit after that. Right. They were still, so disposable cameras were still kind of new technology. Not new, but technology popular. people, popular technology. Yeah. So we have to think about it. So the first movie, was mm-hmm. that great? A fucking like, like, weird cassette tape that was also like a video because yeah, that's how people watched movies, movies in first class. Yeah, it was great. So that's what it was. On it was a, a fucking Walkman, so basically? So a mini... 
VHS. And you're welcome for that reference. I like that. Um, so then the second movie was his glasses. Yeah, the Oakleys. Which was technology that never even actually So <laughs> that didn't even exist because we... Well, Oakleys existed, but... But we didn't have cameras in our Oakleys. Right. So was the camera, I'm trying to remember. Let's try to get this. So the Was it the attached phones. to it? Well, not the phones. The glasses. The glasses yeah. They had little, like, earbud things that came down and went into his ears for sound. Right. And then I think the screen was the... Right, so we, so they came up with Google Glasses. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, exactly basically what it was. Right, wearable tech. So it wasn't a real technology that existed. No. Um, but then the disposable camera. So I like that we're going back to <laughs> disposable camera. A technology that existed. Right. Um, but it also feels like we kind of went down a step. <laughs> from like a I know you went Oakley's to, to this disposable, disposable camera. But the disposable camera was great. I thought it was great mm-hmm. because I was like, oh. I like when they use technology Question. that they can get. Did he have to pay for that disposable camera? No, I thought um, Billy Crump gave it to him. No, it was like hanging from a thing with other disposable well, cameras. Did he show him buying other things? No. No. Maybe he shoplifted it. And Or maybe that convenience store was part of the IMF. No, I don't think so. Okay. You don't know. You don't know. IMF headquarters is in that town. Why would they also have like a convenience storefront to put the disposable cameras that have the missions oh my god i hate you <laughs> i mean the logic isn't it's horrible sound. but it's not horrible either whatever move uh, on so he gets his mission it's basically to go save carrie russell we don't know his full connection he with tells his, his fiance that he is going to a fucking Which, transport a transportation conference, Con- conference that they just told me about which Smells like the bullshit. day before. Yeah, which I'm sorry, you he's know, going to meet his other family. Yeah, you know about conferences, yeah. Way ahead. But also, I don't think she's an idiot because she's like, oh, okay. But you see in her eyes that mm-hmm. she's like, wait. Well, later on in the movie, up. when he finally right. is like, yeah, I'm like a spy. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. No, right. But I think feel like I like it when the people that they're with is not an idiot. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I like it when. Lois thinks there's something weird about Clark. Mm-hmm. And being like, okay, he's running off, and they're never, the, you know, and those type of things I kind of like, you know, because she's a great reporter. Mm-hmm. Even though, um, well, I would think someone, like, so Julia's a nurse. Well, to be a nurse, you have to be able to kind of see what, a nurse, not a doctor, right? I believe she's a nurse. I think so. I just don't want to diminish. Well, I think she's a nurse because okay. in a later movie... She works with a doctor. Okay, so I think she's so a I nurse think she's as well. A nurse. But like, you know, you have to be kind of aware of how people are acting and things to a nurse to do. I that. just so, read it on Wikipedia, okay. so you know it's true. But yeah, so I just thought, you know, it was good that she wasn't just like she said okay, but she's like in her back of her head, she thinks there's something. Yeah, we're going on. So he goes, he goes to save Carrie Russell. He gets her, mm-hmm. and and that's where we learn about um, what is his character's name. Davian? Owen Davian. Owen, yeah. So where we see who he is, but we don't hear him talk or anything yet in his creepiness. I loved how crazy he was that he put that thing in her head. Yeah. That basically... Made her eye go wonky. Well, basically... Gave her a real bad headache. Yeah, blows up her head (laughs) without blowing it up. Mm -hmm. Almost like gives her like an aneurysm. Yeah. You know, type thing. So they almost get her out and then she dies. But before she dies, she was telling Ethan that basically there's a mole. 
Yeah. There's something you need to know, and then, you know, we just have to assume there's a mole in IMF. <laughs> well, because she sends him a postcard that right. has... But even before she was, she was trying to tell him. Yeah, she was, yeah. yeah. So it was just, I don't know. So he goes, they have a mission to go, um, go get Owen, um, to kidnap him. In the Vatican. In the Vatican. But what I loved was we got to see how they make the mask. Yes. Like I thought that they really kind of went into the detail. They didn't have as many mask pulls as they did in the second one, which I was okay with, Mm -hmm. but I love how they showed us. Basically, it being 3D printed, mm-hmm. and then also how the painted. computer system also does the voice modulator. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just really cool how when he, um, when um, um, Davian was in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and there's Tom Cruise with his Davian mask on, mm-hmm. makes him read this specific sentence so they can get all, like, the way his voice is, and I think there ha- he needs to read that specific one because I, that's how the, the computer system can then... I don't know why I'm trying to talk about the science of it, but I think it's because, you know... I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying Well, you to have to get all of the, like, sounds. Sounds, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I couldn't think of the Wow, words. you really nailed it, Parker. I couldn't <laughs> Well, and the inflections in his voice of saying, like, I was thinking of different, like, vowels and, you know, things Consonants. Like that. <laughs> right. There's consonants, there's vowels, there's, there's a lot going on with the words and letters and inflection. So this movie really blew your mind with that technology, huh? <laughs> I thought it was cool to actually see it. I don't know. No, but the, so yeah, so the actual... The, the, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, you had to say vowels and consonants. I have to be honest with you. I kind of stopped listening to you. <laughs> I'm sure the people listening also did the same oh, thing. Oh my god. Um. Anyway, the actual like mission parts of this um movie, they were great. They were great because first of all, he's working with a team. They're all involved, and it's a bu- It's it's not reliant on the mask pulls right. or right. like I don't know a motorcycle duel right. or something right. like that. There was a lot of action. The the gunfight. I mean the the fight with saving Car- trying to save yeah. Harry Russell was amazing. And the helicopters and the in the windmill farm. That's okay. Yeah. It just felt in the second movie that it was just the action was forced. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel forced. In right. The movie. It felt exactly. like it was natural, and I expected it. I don't know. It just it felt good. So yeah. basically, it felt real good. It, so they can So they they get Davian, and then um, IMF breaks him out. Some IMF agents breaks him out. Yeah, and, and then and, and then they capture Ethan, and it makes us think that Lord Fishburne's character um, Brassel is the bad guy who's doing it because right. um, Musgrave. Made the call him. from his... Right, but also oh, helps yeah. him escape and all that stuff. Right. Um, but... And then he marries Julia. Quickly in the... Yeah. In the hospital, and then she's kidnapped. Yeah. Um, and it's just... I don't know. It just... It felt... I don't know. It felt good. It, it felt... Not good. It felt like... It felt natural, I think. It felt like it was just... Everything so that natural. happened, the action, the her being kidnapped, even though it's 
very makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's kind of like a cliche. It's what happens. The wife, girlfriend yeah. gets kidnapped. I liked... It didn't feel forced. Right. It felt like it was natural and what was happening. Yeah, I agree. So I thought I thought it was good. Um, I thought the fight scene with him and her mm-hmm. at the end um, trying to escape and he had his little brain thing and she, he made her kill him. Yes. And then bring him back was mm-hmm. just great. And they, he was trying to do that with Carrie Russell. And so we kind of knew it was going to happen. Something like that yeah. needed to happen if someone had that. Yeah, because he was trying to do that with Carrie mm-hmm. Russell. But the thing took too long, long to charge. Right. Oh, and I also thought it was great when um, when Davian, quote unquote, killed Julia. But it was his hench lady. Yeah. And she was wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. A Julia mask. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was so good because I was like, oh, because I knew she dies. And so I was like, wow, they really did it quickly. How? No need for the noise. Um, but like, I was like, wow, they really killed her quickly. They couldn't even mm-hmm. do two movies with her. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just thought they really... And then when he pulls the mask, you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, that was, that was a great... See, I think what I like about the Davian character, too... Was his plan makes sense, right? And what he was doing for an evil person makes sense. There, yeah, there didn't, there wasn't a lot of like extraneous shit that was no, going on. Like in the second, right? I know. I keep going back to how bad the second yeah. one was. No, but yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's good to juxtapose, mm-hmm. like, just to show exactly why the second one didn't really feel like it fit in, right? Um, but yeah, you're you're completely right, like. Um, Davian's whole plot thing, it was, <laughs> I mean, for a villain, <laughs> right, right. I mean, it was pretty bare bones. Um, but he, you're right. There wasn't a lot of like gratuitous shit that was happening. He was right. actually like the things he was doing made sense. Well, and, and also like Musgrave's reason for what he was doing also as a villain mm-hmm. made sense. He wanted a terrorist group to get the rabbit's foot. Mm-hmm. So IMF could basically blow something up, mm-hmm. which is very government. Um, you know, it's like, oh, let's start yeah. a war. Right. We need to do that. Um, another thing that felt very Mission Impossible about this movie, but that also the second one did too, um, is Ethan Hunt likes to um, infiltrate places from above. Yes. <laughs> well, I feel like that has to be in every movie. Yeah. You have to do that. I So I'm interested to see, because I... I mean, obviously, I literally just watched these movies, like, last year, but I don't remember the specifics of of things, but in I think it's Ghost... No, maybe it's Rogue Nation, where he's on the ta- tallest building in Dubai. Think, yeah, because I think... But there's always at least one scene where he's, like, very high up. Because I think... Do you think it's a short guy thing? Yeah. Tom Cruise <laughs> definitely has a short guy thing. Yeah. We knew that. <laughs> I mean, the amount of Apple boxes... He probably has to stand on for things. <laughs> I mean... Every time you hear there's a new Tom Cruise action movie, yeah. you just buy stock and Apple boxes. Exactly. Um, so I just don't remember, and I'm trying to look. Um, how does he think... How does Davian die? He gets shot? God. It doesn't say, just as he think fights and manages to kill him. But I was just... I forgot until I read it. Like, I knew he died, but I just didn't remember... Ethan killing... Like, I just didn't remember that death part. I think because then you go right from that to the... To Julia having to kill him. Yeah. And bring him back. So I didn't know if, like, Julia shot him or something like that. 
Because that's also very typical. You know, the kidnapped. It just says that Ethan fights him, him and manages to, kill. to okay. kill him, but I can't honestly can't remember how he did it either. Right. I just don't remember him dying. I remember him dying, but I don't yeah. remember how he died. Um, but, yeah. It wasn't anything too important, but I just felt <laughs> like... And then at the end, he basically... Uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, Russell, basically says, hey, did a good job. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And then they're all like, yay, Julia. Yeah. She knows about the impossible like, mission force right. now. Um, which, I'm just like, well, they should kill her. Right. Turns out Maggie Q and Jonathan Reese Myers characters much, were good, good. Yep. even though the entire movie they gave off villain vibes. I they did. Think so. They did. Yeah. Also, it, it just sh- I, I don't know. Jonathan Reese Myers, I know he has that like baby face, but he looks so young in this. Yeah. Like, he But he just, always looks a little evil. Yes, he has that evil look to him. And then Maggie Q, so like, I know her from Nikita. That's what I was going to ask. Which is a great show. She Highly recommend. In, she she was in. I I want to say designated survivor. Um, the as an FBI. The key for Sutherland. Yeah, thing? as a secret service agent. Maybe she was in a show called Stalker with. Um, oh damn it, Dermot. Oh yeah. No, is that right? Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott. That's who it is. I, I know, always get their names but I knew mixed who up. Meant. Dermot Mulroney. Yes. I always get their names mixed up. But it was Everybody Dylan does. McDermott, and that didn't last very long. But she also played a villain character in um, yes, she Live was... Free or Die Hard. Okay. Which um, I you should probably so also do Die Hard. Oh my god, as a series. Yeah. But um, she was in Live Free or Die Hard, and she played almost kind of the same character, okay. except. I guess she felt a little bit more evil in that one because okay. she actually was. So, Spoiler. I am happy because she was she was in that stalker show. Oh, that was a CBS show. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say here. I just remember now the yeah. name stalker. Um, but she was she's in Designated Survivor. That's how I kind okay. of remembered her because I. Was she good? Re- was she bad? She was good. She was okay. a secret service. Agent. I really think that her Trying character. To help the designate survivor. I think her from Live Free or Die Hard. I was. I was really got mixing, you. Like, well, it's very similar to this movie, yeah. and it was kind of mixing up in my head. So that's why I kept thinking she was the evil one. Oh, I forgot she was in the Divergent movies. Yes, she wow. was the one who gave Tris the yeah. um, tattoo. I never watched the last one. Me neither. I don't think anyone did. Well, they weren't good. The, no. the books were great. The books were really good. They were better than the Hunger Games books. Yeah, the books were really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> FYI, in case you yeah. in case you care um, about YA <laughs> books. Uh, who doesn't? Yeah, right? Um, so, yeah. So, this this movie was just great. Yeah. This movie did a great job. It um, feels made, very Mission impossible But it also got me... I was engaged. I was excited. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. This movie is like an 8 for me. I, I like so, this movie. So, I would have to say... Eight eight point five. Yeah. If, I, if it's ever if on, it's on, I'm gonna watch I'm it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. I liked it. It really got the bad taste of the second one out of my mouth. Blah blah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was it was a really good movie. There wasn't anything. I was trying to find some kind of like trivia about it. Yeah. I mean, like it's that. it's not my favorite Mission Impossible movie, but, no, but it's, it's definitely good. good. I yeah. think the biggest thing that I was, when I was doing a little bit of research was this was happening. So I don't watch a lot of South Park. Okay. Do you remember the whole trap, trapped in the closet episodes of South Park with Tom Cruise being trapped in the closet? Yeah, a little bit. Right. So apparently this happened during this time. Okay. That was the only real fact 
things that they were just saying. So he wasn't doing a lot of his... He kept backing out of his Mission Impossible 3 promotional stuff. Yeah. Because of the whole trapped in the closet mm. stuff on South Park. Because of Scientology. This is, bad. I think this is what Scientology really... Because South Park started talking more about Scientology. Right. Because prior... Started, yeah, yeah. Prior to this, people didn't really know what Scientology was. Right. They just knew who yeah. it was, but it wasn't a big thing. Right. But then South Park started doing their stuff about... So a lot of people tried to, like, boycott the movie because of Tom Cruise being part of Scientology. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, Scientology, your mom was like... one of them. What? <laughs> your mom was one of them. <laughs> I don't even think my mom would have known a Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah... I, I just, that was the only kind of, like, there wasn't a lot of things to research during this. <laughs> I was just trying to see, like, was there anything fun happening during it? And it was just the whole everyone going against Tom Cruise. But so the next movie is for, and this is well, where they start the titles. David Fincher was supposed to direct the next Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, and then he got it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so the next one is Mission Impossible 4, but this is where they stopped with the numbers. Yeah. And they start with the title, so it's Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. So very exciting. Yeah. So this is going to be good. These are when it starts getting, like... Real. Real good. Real good. I mean, this was a great introduction to, yeah. to this. Again, love the first one. Love it. This one was also really good, but mm-hmm. this starts the series. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Because if I recall, the next movie is about him. Like, it picks up where it leaves off mm-hmm. with, like... He left to go his on his honeymoon, honeymoon right. with um, Julia, and then the next movie also deals oh, with him being married. I want to say that's probably the beach remembrance that he has. Could be. A beach is very honeymoon. I mean, <laughs> Not that you would know. No, I wouldn't, because when we got married, we never went on a honeymoon. No. Nope. So like, Red flag know. number one. Yeah, right? Um, so, anyways, next one's Ghost Protocol. I'm excited. I'm um, also excited. The, the, that's not the one with Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner is the... Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation, I think. I'm pretty sure okay. that's correct. So, I'm very excited. So, yeah. Maybe if you just watch it. Yeah. We'll just watch we'll it. Just watch we'll it. get back and to we'll, you We'll let it. you guys know. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy Renner update from yeah, the top. Right. <laughs> um, so Jeremy Renner is not attractive, but yet I love him. There's something about There's him something that about makes him, him attractive. Mm-hmm. He's not physically attractive. His eyes are a little too far apart. I don't know, but I... Something in his face is... I like, like him. He's good at moody. Yeah. I like him moody. And I'm he's sorry. sarcastic. That's why I like a Hawkeye. Yeah. Hawkeye's, I love oh, Hawkeye. Especially um, Hawkeye in Endgame. Yeah. It's just... Oh, with him. Right. Yeah. But just, he's so... Like, after they come and get him, and they forgive him for murdering all those people... Uh, Justice thing. It's still murder. He murdered a lot of people. Um, anyway. I'm willing to forgive. But where he had that haircut and the tattoo yeah. sleeve, but then um, just his jokes, but mixed with his moodiness. Oh. And he uses a sword. Yes. Endgame is my favorite Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. And but also, me. there's something about his arrogance. Yeah. Like, even in Tag. Yes. Like, Oh my god, right. Tag is he's great. Super, I rewatched that again a couple months ago. Super attractive. Yeah. In Tag. It's just, oh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, this is not a Jeremy Renner podcast. So. No. We'll do an, a podcast about Jeremy <laughs> Renner. <laughs> <laughs> Insert Jeremy Renner fans here. <laughs> okay. 
Or just insert Just insert right over here. I like that. That's exactly. my next tattoo. I like it. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I've been Allison. And I've been Parker. And this has been Insert Super Pun here. <laughs>